live action content. Do we need it? No. <laughs> well, let's have that discussion right now. I'm Ishida, and I'm joined by Ethan Winners and the Miss Noble. Awesome. You're looking very smart there. Oh, thank you very much. Cheers. Okay, did you move out recently? Yeah, yeah. I got, got a grand piano as well. Nice. Can't play, Can play any songs on it. No, no. <laughs> Can we stop you there, mate? Yeah. <laughs> it's decoration. I like that when you move, your bonnet fades into the background, so it's like you've got a really short head. <laughs> I mean, I thought... It just big... ends with the band. <laughs> That's it. I've got a big head naturally, so thank you for that. Of course, this is our podcast where we're going to talk about live action, we're going to talk about whether it's films, TV, whether it's adapting cartoons or anime, whether it's needed in today's market. And I want to say hello to everyone who's joining us right now for the streamcast. Should we just kick it off with like shitty live action? Should we just start it off with the bad stuff, the stuff that people want to listen to and laugh at? I feel like you have something on your mind. Why didn't you start? Yeah, you want me it. to start? Oh, of course. Right, you, you know where you're up. starting, so just yeah, go for it. <laughs> so, I don't know how many years it's been, but on this day, I watched Dragon Ball Evolution for the first time. The first thing, the first thing wrong about that is that Amazon Prime tried to charge me three pound fifty to watch it. You must be mad. Have you not seen the Rotten Tomato rating? Oh, so when I did finally acquire another way to watch this film, I yeah. tapped out two like, lines in. <laughs> or a swag bag. <laughs> or a lockpick. <laughs> Completely legal means. <laughs> I just got a flashback of when uh, you wouldn't steal a handbag. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I would. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> Completely legal means. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two lines in, this film says that Anuzaru is the sidekick to Demon King Piccolo. Now, I I know a little bit more Dragon Ball than the average person, but I think even a casual fan would be like, nah, that's not right, son. What's going on here? Mm. So I did tap out, like, I don't know, two minutes in. And that tapped out again seven minutes in because Goku went to high school and let some guy slap him up. It was complete madness. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like, even someone hitting Goku, if this was translated from the, the manga to real life, the person's hand would break slapping Goku. That's how strong he is. So I don't know why he's letting some random high schooler with spots all over his face just slap him up and not doing anything about it. He's the strongest guy in the world at this point. It's definitely the strongest in that high school. Complete yeah. inaccuracies. I haven't finished the film because it was too shit. Uh, Boomer called the Dragon Ball a Prometheum orb. And at that point, I was like, nah, nah, this director is on crack. I don't know what he's been watching, but he's not actually watched the original content. Mm-mm. So that's by far the worst film I have ever seen. It's on the list now. Terrible. Don't ever watch it. And um, you know how sometimes they like to release games to promote the the film? Mm -hmm. They did one on the PSP, 
and and IGN <laughs> called it a pile of trash. Whoa! And IGN gave everyone tens. <laughs> they were giving out tens, and they gave this game a two. I just wanted to, to get that out there. Uh, by far the worst thing I've ever seen. I feel that they should have paid Akira Toriyama to make that film because whew, it was a disgrace Ooh. and an insult. But I'd like to open this up to everyone else. Are there bad live action stuff that you've seen? Uh, so you know how like... um. To keep a body count down, people like have sex with people they've already had sex with, so it doesn't go up. I've come here, it's like, yeah, I've come here and I actually want to, you know, put a positive spin on all these live actions. So I'm not going to bring more hate to live actions. So I will continue to bring hate to Dragon Ball Z. That's already been done. (laughs) I'm not adding more. Um, Carry on. (laughs) Thank you. So uh, I'm just going to piggyback on everything you said, Andy. Uh, I th- I think they actually did pay Akira Toriyama. Unfortunately, um, they didn't listen to any of his suggestions. They outright just ignored everything. And Toriyama does not consider it a Dragon Ball Z film and or oh, Dragon Give Ball. Neither do I. Yeah, exactly. And I fully understand why. Um, fun fact: the guy behind the Final Fantasy films, Final Fantasy films, Final Destination films, who directed them, uh, he turned down. I think the final destination which was either the fourth or fifth or whatever to direct dragon ball uh and that was the last film he ever directed so uh it's volumes what he did um toriyama had his hitman out like oh you know yeah (laughs) oh yeah easily easily um and yeah, it's just such a disservice to the fans because they didn't just like spit on Dragon Ball. It also spat on the games a little bit. Because you're right, they did make a game of it. And they used the Budokai engine, I believe, and just showed us what a bad Budokai game would look like. So congratulations to them. Um, they, they outdid themselves. It was, it's worse than the first game. And the first game was pretty bad uh, in comparison to the others. Uh, and yeah, like... Just all the characters are terrible representations. I get it. You know, a live action is a, a time to, you know, maybe you can change things here and there or put a new spin on a character. But honestly, if someone showed me Goku, I just think that was a, you know, a cosplayer. And a new cosplayer who was getting, just getting started, you know? This was Baby's first cosplay. Damn. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't... And what was up with Piccolo? Like, I know you can change models a little bit, but that wasn't Piccolo. It wasn't even the right shade of green. That's why I didn't recognise him. You are like, how would you not recognise who that is? And I was like, who is that? So I nearly threw up when Piccolo came into Gohan's house, Grandpa Gohan's mm-hmm. house, wearing a hood. The rest of his face was still visible. <laughs> why would this green-skinned man need to cover up his head? Why? If you're not going to cover up your face as well, it makes literally no sense. And then Gohan goes, oh, is that you, Piccolo? Of course it is! <laughs> it's green! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's a valid point. It's a very valid point. Oh, no. um, My name's not Piccolo. I'm just one of the other yeah, many green I'm people just, that you I'm know. just another Namek. <laughs> 
Oh, that, to be fair, that's a good point. There are a lot of Namekians. Not at that point in time. Also, they completely ruined the story of the actual Dragon Ball thing because Goku says in one scene that Namekians came and invaded the Earth 2,000 years ago and somehow that's not mentioned in the preamble where they only talk about one Piccolo. So where's the dis- there's a disconnect? What's going on? Why have all these Namekians died? And why does no one else have any recollection of this? Surely that would be passed down like oral history tradition or something. Mm-hmm. But no, Goku's the crazy one. Yeah, some great continuity there. It's a good it's film. It's quite a funny film, to be fair. <laughs> it's a good film. <laughs> Sarcasm, mate. Good film. GG's. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Did you have anything else you'd like to talk about Dragon Ball Evolution? I I didn't watch most of the film. I just saw that fight scene at the party where he's on top of this guy's car. And this guy has just decided to smash the shit out of his car in an attempt to beat Goku. And it doesn't make any sense because that's your car, bro. But Wait, then Goku, Goku, yeah, trying to hit Goku with like some rebar that's just hanging around. There's a health and safety mm-hmm. nightmare. Mm-hmm. Smashing his car to bits, and then Goku like slides across like the not the what's that bit uh, the top the, of the yeah. car on his head. Okay. Yeah. Wait, it's Goku just... or Gohan? Goku. Goku. Oh, Goku. Okay. On his head, yeah. just slides across this car. It's just. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Weird. It's just really bad. <laughs> There's no words. I have one nice thing to say about the film. Um, the main character did their research. They watched all the shows, caught up, um, even read Journey to the West, which is, you know, what um, Goku's design is based off. So he he wanted to make a good stab of this. Unfortunately, the odds were completely against him. Um, but yeah, was was that. We got one new Dragon Ball Z fan out of it. So, yay. Yeah. <laughs> well, one reviewer said that Goku was so horribly miscast that the film had no chance of succeeding. So, yeah. while he did read the source material, and I don't even think it's his fault, there's just nothing he could have done, but he was just so poor. Like, he, was poor. he was wooden, yeah. he was, you know, accentuating all the wrong things about Goku's character. He truly did not understand. Yeah who and what Son Goku is, but Goku never went to high school in the first place. So, you know, there's a big problem there looking you right in the face. Mm-hmm. I want to bring up Death Note because we also watched that today and that was also <laughs> shit. <laughs> While Death Note wasn't as bad as Dragon Ball Evolution, it still did the same fundamental thing that Dragon Ball Evolution got trashed for and it just didn't follow the source material. Light Yagami is a very intelligent Japanese teenager. The first thing they do is turn Light Yagami into a Jake Paul cosplayer and call him Light Turner. It makes no sense. I get more of a school shooter vibe from this kid than, you know, an actual intellectual. And then they've made, I mean, Lakeith Stanfield is the best thing about the film, other than Ryuk, because I'm a big fan of... Well, I'm defiant. Of course. When I first hear, heard uh, William speak, it sounded a lot like the really good Viz Media dub. So I was a big fan of Ryuk. I was a big fan of Light screaming as soon as he saw Ryuk. That was that was 
that was a highlight of the film. It was almost like Tom Hardy screaming in Venom in that first movie. It was really good. Everything else was just wayward. And I think it makes it terrible because I know the source material. And I know where this is coming from. And I think that's probably a big reason as to why I hated this film. I think it was boring for most parts. I did like the runtime, so that was good. I don't think a film needs to be longer than 90 minutes, really. And they changed the name of the girl. Misa became Mia. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you do you disagree with that? Actually, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about yeah, that later. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they changed Misa to Mia. Didn't like that. Mia, I mean, I'm going to spoil this film. Mia outsmarts Light on multiple occasions and then manipulates him with the Death Note, steals it, and it's like the anime version, Light is a hundred times more intelligent and Light is the one manipulating Misa and Light would never be manipulated by someone like that. So it, it while it became a more realistic telling of an American teenager with this unreal power, it just betrayed everything that Death Note stood for and was about. The cat and mouse between Light and L becomes a lot more watered down and underwhelming because you're only as good as who you overcome. And Light wasn't that amazing for L to overcome. Like, he outsmarted him very quickly. Whereas in the anime, it was more of a, uh, you know, one person would proceed a few steps and then the other one would catch up and think the, the momentum would shift every now and then. Whereas here, it was just like, okay, he's just going to get caught because he's not that smart. And it was just a disappointing presentation. Okay, I won't be watching that film then. Just that. Yeah, but... <laughs> you're not missing out on anything. Um, I think you're right. Like one of the interesting things about Death Note is that Light is supposed to be so smart, and this was just some foolish youth. Like it. There's supposed to be something ap- appealing about the characters that make you want to engage in the show. Like the, there needs to be something about the main character that makes. It makes you want to watch it till the end and I wasn't getting it from Mr. Turner just wasn't happening I personally feel like the Death Note anime was a bit too long because I I really tried I feel like I watched 20 episodes of it and I was like I can't give this any more time of my life the movie in a way was too short because they just had to rush through all of the content but I feel like they didn't give us enough time to get to know the characters or build them in a way that it looked like it was any kind of a challenge because how is Lakeith Stanfield having rings run around him by children that specific child as well wait hold on is Lakeith L by the way yeah Yeah. Oh, much L, sta- okay, L stands for Lakeith man <laughs> Oh, to be fair, no, that's his actual name though <laughs> well who else could have done the raw <laughs> Um, to be yeah. fair, he was the best one though. Mm-hmm. To be fair, his portrayal is very good because there's a time where he has to speak Japanese and it's really good. And even the way he pronounces Japanese names, it's not the way that we pronounce those names. He's like actually pronouncing them correctly or as correct as he can. So he actually tried. And, mm-hmm. you know, Lakeith is a traditionally very good actor. So I'm not mm. surprised. Mm. The budget was good because i feel like i've had this conversation with you guys before that when they do live actions of films uh live actions of you know anime etc what can make or break it is the animation of like the monsters and all the supernatural creatures 
Ryuk was great. Like they did their job there. So the film is watchable based on that. But I think had they fucked that up, it would be a wash. Like the, there would be nothing to draw me in. The monsters have to be good. I could deal with the people because I know a bunch of you are going to die. It's fine. But if the monsters suck, I'm out. Yeah. I agree with that. Actually, I really agree with that. Sorry, go on, Andy. No, never mind. <laughs> you really agree with the monsters and the SFX? No, yeah, because, like, um, I think, Akira, you told me to watch the Resident Evil films, like, years and years ago. I never the animated did. ones, right? And, yeah, just sat on my list. And then, like, I don't know, last year at some point, like, I saw a clip of these, like, zombie dogs trying to eat someone. Um, and this guy like ran around the cars. I think it might have been Chris, not Chris. It was the other guy, the pretty boy, Leon. Um, yeah. Leon, that's it. Uh, and I was just like, "Whoa, this animation is actually like really good." And that thirty-second clip made me watch like two or three whole films. So yeah, I agree. Like the monsters, they look good. Then yeah, I'm in. <laughs> the Resident Evil animated films are so good. They are the best. We have like eleven different films in in the whole Resident Evil collection and the animated ones are the best. They just are because yeah. it's the right amount of storytelling. The animation is good. They got all the creatures. They don't have to rely on special effects in that sense. And they also tend to follow the source material better than the live action does. Cause if you've seen the ones where they follow Alice, Alice does not exist in a game. She, do she doesn't exist. They made her up Alice for is. the sake of the movies. So you can enjoy the movies if you go into the mindset of like, She's not real. This may not be connected to anyone we know. But I personally feel like they should have just had Jill Valentine be the main character. Like, then they could have had the source material because I liked the one that um, Jill Valentine was in and it had stars. That was good. That was a good film. Probably the best out of the live action ones, personally. But it's not. Okay. The animated ones is where it's at. What about Welcome to Raccoon City? And enough. It was... See, now, I've waited years to get another animated film, and I saw a friend of ours tweet that the new one was bad. But I'd waited so long, I was like, you know what, yeah, it, it might be bad, but it can't be that bad. And that's the hard-headed fool that I am. I went and watched it, and he was right. So, yeah. Ooh. I shook my hand in God's face, and he smited me <laughs> mightily. It was bad. Oh, good goodness gracious. There was not a single character. The thing is, I like all the actors that were in. I, I've seen them in different roles. I'm like, yes, I loved you in this. I loved you in this. I loved you in this. I did not like them in the film. It kind of felt like the director was like, we're going to do this all in one take. You got no direction. Just go. Because it didn't feel like... No had script. No script. Just pure vibes, bro. Just vibes. <laughs> People were like in these places they weren't even supposed to be. It was like... You know what I say? There was the best actor. I don't know if you've watched Gotham. The guy who plays Harvey Bullock was in it. And I was like, he, he give him the Oscar. There was also uh, a dog. Mm. There was a dog in there and he was doing the job. Like, he was working for all the Scooby Snacks. The rest of them... It, it was, oh, I don't even, and we, you know, so much source material and stuff, like the choice of the actors, I didn't agree with as well. Like, I like your performances. You are not the people I would choose for these roles. And it wasn't the case of, like, they did 
change like the ethnicities of different characters. I don't care. I'm an equal opportunity employer. Get whoever is best for the job. But the decisions were interesting. And I know you said, personally, I really like Chris Redfield. I like that he's like a brick shit house. He's fucking massive. He's not real. I know we can't get people in that size, but you could have got someone a bit closer. Just walk into a gym. Come on. Listen, yeah. Anybody, bro. Anybody. I think what is really weird for me is how the casting looks like, to me, they went with people who looked good and not with people who can act. So Claire Field at the beginning, who's a child, and maybe this is harsh, she was so wooden in her few lines of delivery, it immediately took me out of the entire film. She saw something and it looked a bit hideous, fair. But she's going to her brother like, I saw something there. I, I saw it. And he's like trying to convince her, no, you didn't. So she doesn't get taken away or whatever. But it's just like, put some flavor into your acting, please, for the love of God. And it doesn't get better. Claire gets bigger. Chris gets bigger. And he still is wooden acting. Jill Valentine, wooden. It's just so much bad wood. Like, it's it's bad. It's embarrassing. It was it was bizarre. Like, you you think with such like a franchise behind it, like you have so many storylines to go through. You have a wealth of this. It's a massive franchise. There's so many things you could put into it. And there there are some things that you don't know. Like, you don't really know what Chris and Claire Redfield's history is before, like, 1998, I think, before they're, like, doing whatever it is that they're doing. But it didn't really flesh out the story in any way. It just made questions. So many questions. I didn't understand. It was bad. It actually actually made me sad, yeah, because... At least with Alice, like I knew this has got nothing to do with anything, but <laughs> yeah, it can be a bit more painful when it's using characters that you know and are familiar with, and there's already a set story, so you're just looking for more of the world to be built, and you're not getting more of the world built. It's just like, okay, so this is a waste of two hours. It was a really weird experience as well because it's like this. <laughs> I don't want to be that person, but I also want to go to the director. Are you proud? Are you proud of what you've worked on? Because it it really didn't feel like a polished job. It it felt quite amateur. Like the conversations that people were having, the expressions of emotion, it it wasn't making sense. Like you, you're supposed to show me that you're distressed. You're not looking distressed. You're you don't sound upset. I'm not getting any of it. And the way people are, the way people are delivering their lines was just not given. It wasn't given anything. And now I understand why our dear friend was writing so many tweets. I should have listened to him and saved my money, but I didn't. So <laughs> the only good thing was the um, the zombie at the end, because it kind of does follow the second game. Um, was it the second one? Which one did they remake most recently? Three. Was it three? Was Mr. X in it or was Nemesis in it? Was Mr. X in it? Neither. Neither. Okay. But this is the thing. Neither of them were in it, but it was, what's his name? Was it Carlos? 
No. Okay, so there you go. Carlos wasn't in it. Hey, it was oh. it was a really weird jumble of all the different games. Like, cause yeah, it just it just seemed all over the gaff, really. Because you have Claire and there was the girl. What's the there you go, Sherry. Sherry, the daughter. She's in one of the games. It's it's okay. it's just kind of this like I said, so much source material. It just kind of had this all over the gaff. But there's Sherry and her dad works for Umbrella, I guess. And he takes some of whatever they're working on and becomes some kind of mishmash of whatever nonsense that keeps going on. So I think if they hadn't managed to pull that off, it would have been really badly done. But the the way that they animated the virus was pretty good because you can see it, it starts happening. But as time was going on, it's still growing and moving. And I thought that was done really well. Like the special effects team and like the animators and stuff, that was mm-hmm. spot on because, yeah. Even some of the zombies just weren't giving it to me. Like, if you've seen you've seen the previous live action Resident Evils and stuff, the you haven't seen it. I Ugh. don't want to. They've got manner of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the zombies are good. Like I said, if you just go with this, is not connected to the source material that much. It's good. They've got dogs that have been given the virus and like mm. their bodies split in half and it's all teeth and they try and kill Ooh. you really interesting all manner of different types of yeah zombies excellent the actual like walking around zombies in this film not good but the mm. doctor when he started getting manipulated or whatever pretty good the effects saved the film the dog saved the film <laughs> okay the dog even the liquor was He's not bad. He's not the best, but he's not bad. What's the liquor? Um, I don't even know how to describe it. Like it's crawling around on all fours. Its head is just like an exposed oh, brain. They're all red, isn't it? Yeah, and they're like on the okay. ceiling sometimes, and they got really yeah. long tongues, and they're just smash, slash it to bits. I remember those. That's not too bad. Then they were on the train. Then, yeah, and then the, the then the ending wasn't even like a proper ending. Like they find a bazooka as you do, just casually on the train, and so they blow up the big monster. And then you get like these weird credits, as if you've just finished a level of Resident Evil. Personally, oh. I would rather die than get to the end of that. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. strong words from Akira. One thing I saw that I, and they always do this in these Resident Evil films. Mm-hmm. Policemen find someone who has killed someone, always killing someone. You know, they're oh. eating, you know, they're doing what, you know, they're doing their business. And then instead of just shooting on sight, this is the one time an American will ask questions first and be like, hey, stop it. Put your hands on the floor, hands behind your back. Da-da-da. So in this film that we saw, he did that. And then the, the thing got up because I think it was going to launch an attack on them. And then the guy was like, all right, now go down on your knees. Instead of like just shooting him because he's not near any other person that could get hit by Ricochet. Just shoot the thing. Oh my God. Why is this the only time? This was the time that they were, the one time <laughs> that they're they were rationing bullets. Exactly. Like... Why are they trying to reason with things mm. that don't have any brains? This, I think this opens up an uglier 
conversation it about does. how the um, um, Raccoon City is it the RCPD actually deal with human beings and monsters because they're giving more they're giving more attention care and understanding to monsters than they are human beings. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just that took me out of it as well. I was just like, what am I watching? Like, if if I'm playing the game, I'm shooting. And sorry to the guy lying there, but you're probably dead anyway. So if you die, I'm not really sorry. Why is he just waiting around there, trying to reason with something that clearly can't communicate in human tongue? Oh, just and they keep doing it. And this is in one of the animated films. There is a, a very similar situation. Oh, they need to go to this mansion. And there's loads of zombies in there. And it's the stars versus the zombies. They were not rationing bullets that day. They was giving everyone enough bullets to last them from today till Christmas, okay? And Chris Redfield was killing everybody. This man was running around like he was playing Duck, Duck, Goose, screaming through the entire house. It didn't make no sense. Like, they really kind of, like took bits that they liked without making a conducive storyline mm. and then are you gonna watch this i have to ask oh, no hold on hold on okay, stuff. i'm not watching live action stuff yeah go for it <laughs> you're supposed to believe with no like we're supposed to believe that wesker's evil obviously you know that wesker's evil but it's just not a believable arc the characters don't have believable arcs at all i'm supposed to believe that he's like all of a sudden, he's like super evil, and then he was like, "But I would never shoot a child." You shot her mum, like in the face. What are you talking about? It's like, not a child, though. Yeah, but this man was throwing <laughs> bullets everywhere. Saw the dad, and he was like, ka, 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 ka. and then the mum, bro, and then he was like, "Now where's the kid?" Oh, damn! Whoa! And then he's like, "But I'd never shoot a child." Please, I but did he shoot the child? He didn't have a chance. Somebody else shot him. So he, did, he didn't shoot a child. He was right. He didn't have the chance to shoot a child, yeah? His bib shot him in the back. <laughs> he okay. was still right. He should have said, I couldn't. Not I wouldn't. I couldn't because you shot me first. Do you know what? You've really sold Wesker to me. I like him. Let me uh, research this guy. Of course you like him. Oh, no. I love this guy. Oh, my goodness. He's like the bane in the... He's the guy that keeps on coming back when they think he's dead. He's like the one that's always plotting, that's always skit. Oh, yes. I love this man. Yes, but oh, if, you, if you like the previous stuff and then you watch this film, you're like, who is this man? Uh, who, who, who is he? Okay. <laughs> it's, it's not, I don't know if they're planning to like go from this point mm-hmm. and make other films, but I hope not. If, if they do, they need to have a good think about what they're doing they need to sit down have a good think perhaps talk to the people who did the video games as well because they know how to make a good story and then come back to us because i think they were trying to do too much with too many characters Mm -hmm. and you didn't have enough time to be like this is the person i'm rooting for i wanted i wanted harvey bullock to survive and what you know what happened to him so So quick one, the, the live action TV series, is Wesker Black in this one? Is this the same one? There's a no. TV series now? Uh, is it TV? Live action series, I'm not sure it was a TV series, just a live action series. But like the guy playing Wesker, I love him. Because he, he plays, he's always a really good villain, Um, Lance Riddick. And yeah, 
I'm watching this. Um, you've sold you've sold this to me, Akira. Thank you. I will be. You're here. welcome. I didn't mean to, but you're welcome. Lance Riddick. Okay. Let's have a look. No, the guy who see now this might be interesting as I'm looking at him now. But He's no, the guy player. who was playing Riddick was Riddick. Wesker. Wesker Wesker was Tom Hopper so he's from do you watch Umbrella Academy yeah yeah, I did actually really enjoyed him in that do not think he is evil enough to play Wesker no he's not an evil man he's he's not an evil man he's a a nice man (laughs) (laughs) that's a nice man he's a nice young man that's why I said in the beginning I like all of these actors individually Mm-hmm. I didn't like the decision for them to be in the film. Yeah, I agree. What does he look like? <sighs> like, there's a bit where Claire Redfield is supposed to be having like this emotional outburst, and we were just like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. I'm not buying anything it wasn't that good. you're I'm not buying it. <laughs> you keep your snake oil, Missy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Am- yeah, ambitious project. Ambitious project not executed well the tweets were right if you hear this don't watch it watch one of the animated ones are there any more shots of bad live action all right let's move it to good live action (laughs) of course it's not all bad sometimes the source material is respected and enough of a fuck is given when making the film or the series so we want to talk about those who have done well. Isaac, we'll start with you because you didn't want to talk negatively about live action. Yeah. So you're here to talk about the positivity. I'm here for it. Hit yes. us. Um, I'm going to start with Cowboy Bebop. I think that was really, really well done. And it, it kind of shifted my perspective on these things because there are some really bad live actions out there. And it's come to a point where, like, if I if I hear live action, I'm like, nah, no, thank you. And I've improved right so many times. Like, I really did try to talk to you, Attack on Titan live action. Um, I didn't finish it, uh, so I cannot <laughs> give a, a a negative or positive review about that. Um, DNF. God loves but, a try. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but Cal Bebop, like, it was weird because I watched it and just really loved it. But then I heard that there were lots of people that really didn't like it. Um, a lot of people enjoyed the anime more, thought the anime was better. And it just got me thinking because I really liked it and I've tried to watch Cowboy Bebop like I think three or four times and just never enjoyed it. Um, but going back to watch it after watching the live action, it felt really refreshing. It felt like bonus content. Um, and it was really good to see right, like how they adapted it. And my goodness, Cowboy Bebop is an amazing anime from a musical standpoint, from an animation standpoint, from a story standpoint. Um, and that came out in like either the 90s or the 80s. It is really well done. Um, and I think the live action like did, I think it did it justice. Um, it did take liberties with, some, with the story. It took massive liberties with the story because all of Cowboy Bebop can really and truly be summed up into the first like six or seven episodes of the anime. Um, from what I've seen so far, I haven't finished anime yet. Uh, but no, I think it was done really well. I think the casting was really good. Um, I loved Spike. Uh, I loved... Um, uh, is it Jet Black? Yes. Yeah, Jet Black. 
Um, that's right. We'll get back to that later. <laughs> yes, uh, we will. <laughs> Um, even the uh the girl that likes to steal from them, like I thought she was great. I'm like, oh, you know what? This is just me personally, but I am so glad they ended it when they did because the little girl that joins the crew, or little boy that whoever the kid that joins the crew eventually, I hate them. I think he's a boy. I, I don't I know. I just... The infant. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. The kid. Yeah. yeah the, the infant. Kid. Yeah. I cannot stand their guts. And the show for me personally just went downhill when they came in. Like, let's <laughs> out of here. Um, but no, like I think it holds up quite well. Uh, you know, let's let's go back to the sigh. Um, yeah, that that scene wasn't necessary. Uh, because so Jet Black. You mean right? Yeah, Jet, Jet Black's not even. I wouldn't even say he's black in the original uh, anime. He's. Uh, would you not say ambiguous? But... You could, but <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely was... right. I think it took a little while to get past the jet black thing. We were like, okay, cool, we'll let it slide. But the thing that got me uh, was that woman who was like, he was like, so are you black male or male? And she's like, well, you are black and you are male. I was like, she's rewriting Mandingo right now. We need to, like, he needs to go. He's in danger. It gave me Mallory Archer vibes. It was very total Mallory Archer vibes. Yeah, in it like the doors locking. (laughs) And the visual, no, Mm -hmm. no, no no bueno. It was just, it wasn't necessary. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but minus that one scene. (laughs) It was great. Um, And like the first episode starts off really, really well. It's the middle of a heist. Don't know what's going on. But I think it sets the scene quite well because you see their personality and their character like really well. Um, I think the animation, uh, well, the special effects is done really well in that first episode. And yeah, it, it made me want to watch the the anime. And I think it might be a case of like perspective and like not getting your hopes up when you watch something. Um, so I think for some people, they couldn't separate this from the anime. Uh, I went into it blind and I absolutely loved it. And I've been guilty of this as well. Like I've gone into things expecting something and just been disappointed when it wasn't. Like once upon a time I watched, um, this is super live action because I could see the people. Uh, I saw like Matilda, the play. And my goodness, I thought it was absolutely awful. Um, <laughs> the kids, well done to them. Great acting. Um, they're going to go places and whatnot because it was like all like lots of little kids and whatnot. But I was expecting uh, the Matilda film on stage. I was expecting classics such as On My Wave um, and the song that happens when she's making breakfast. And, oh, uh, yeah. Right? And just the whole, like, the film. Um, and it wasn't that. And I was severely disappointed. But it's because I went in with the wrong expectations. And I think if you allow live-action films to just be a little bit different from the source material... Not all the way left, like Dragon Ball, but, you know, let them take a little bit of liberties, let them be a little bit creative, let them do something slightly different. Because you've got to remember, like, if there's, a, like, especially if it was, like, a series, that is 25 episodes, 12 episodes, 50 episodes, maybe 100 episodes, and they've got to squeeze that into an hour and 30 minutes. Come on, that is, that's unreasonable. So there are going to be some, you know, some slight cuts, some slight changes, but... For the most part, if they get the characters right, or maybe they create a new story, but, you know, like, a certain character would do a certain thing in a certain moment. 
like there was an Avatar film, because um, one doesn't exist right now. There was an Avatar <laughs> film, Amen. and they got the Cabbage Man in there, but like the story was mostly different. But they got the Cabbage Man in there. If they've got all the bending right, they've got the bending right. They got Toph in there being an absolute badass. Then you've got that. If you've got like maybe Zuko chasing Ang, um, just not for like I don't know. Don't finish that, but like just have it in there. Like just touch on all the like main points and have a good cohesive story there. I think that's all you need really because mm-hmm. you you can't expect everything in in those two hours. It's not going to happen because you will get something that just doesn't have a story that can't find its place um and yeah that's that's my uh take on this because i think one last thing i'm going to mention it was the bleach movie um i didn't like that film at all but uh i think sean liked it actually and some people really liked it and i don't think it's got the worst reviews and in hindsight i guess it's not terrible like renji's sword looks amazing and i think they probably got his character i just remember his sword but it looked good um Byakuya was in there like Byakuya, Renji, Ishida, Ichigo those four were in there and they're like some of the main characters in the story so if you're going to like remove people then it's good that you know they were kept there and I think it's just the case of they don't have a lot of time they're doing what they can and it's going to be a film they can't always be like a sequel so you just got to do like a one and done and if it does well maybe you'll get more otherwise you know is what it is so yeah like imagine expectations is a big thing when it comes to live action i think and don't go too far left but yeah all in all i don't mind live actions i think <laughs> they've done well yeah i will agree with those those are the two op- uh, examples i would say as well for good live action starting mm-hmm. with cowboy bebop i really enjoyed that series and this is coming from someone who watched the anime a couple of Ooh, times. Okay. So I really like the anime. It's it's something that I personally think is a timeless anime. Like anyone asks, you know, what anime should I watch? And mm. you, know, you can point them in that direction. It's not an anime that I feel is for everyone though, despite that. That mm. is, you know, it's a great anime. So of course, as you mentioned, the music is great, all the culture influence reference to there is great i think like just the diverse cast both on the good side and the bad side is enough as well as the visuals to just mm-hmm. keep someone hooked and it starts off as a bunch of just one-off episodes that kind of look like they're meaningless but then there's an underlying story that's been threaded throughout and there's a pretty nice payoff in the end and the live action kind of translated that really well for me mm-hmm. i was very impressive what I saw. Obviously, Jet Black, they took liberties with because the name kind of hit me like a truck when I saw the live action <clears throat> as opposed to the anime. Uh, as you quite rightly said, Jet Black is ambiguous at at most in the I'm anime. Asked. I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a Caucasian. But in the live action, yeah, they just went ball to the wall. We're, we're making this the diversity <laughs> that's higher. That's the name and the instruction. Yeah, it's a, yeah. I mean, other than that, I really enjoyed everyone. Uh, the costumes were really good. I was really impressed with, uh, I think it's John Cho, Spike's yeah, portrayal. It was John Chai. Yeah. We love John Chai. Give John Cho all the jobs and money. Very impressed with that. Very impressed with Faye Valentine because mm-hmm. 
Faye's personality is, is very prickly, but at the same time, deep down, she's a nice person. And I feel like the live action very well communicated that. Like, she is, she's got this rough exterior, but that's because, you know, when you learn about her backstory, she's a bit jaded. She's a bit like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I think the live action follows the anime as well as it possibly could, because I haven't watched the anime in a while, but watching the live action was like, I remember that. Oh yeah, I remember that. And it was very nice to see the source material be respected. So yeah, I, I was mm-hmm. I was very impressed with Cowboy Bebop. It's a shame that it got cancelled after what only one season. But do you know what? I'm being uh, I mean if I'm being blunt, I don't think it needs more than one season. Cowboy Bebop should really just be one season, in my opinion. They could have done it or covered all the story in one season and moved on to another project. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's the way it is sometimes. Sorry, Isaac, what are you gonna say? No, I'm just wondering because, like, I, I don't, I think there's. Nope, I agree. Never mind. I just remember the last episode and they brought in the 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 child I don't like. So yeah, <laughs> this is a good place to stop it. <laughs> yeah, moving on to Bleach, I really like that actually. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you watched it. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, oh uh, yeah. Because was... ages ago, I did recommend. I was like, Andy, you should watch this, and I feel like you were still. Burned by Dragon Ball Z, so you weren't interested. But thanks to this pod, he has watched it and it's good. Yeah, I watched a lot of shit for for preparation. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, uh, Dragon Ball Evolution, Death Note, Bleach, Bleach. I'm so happy I watched just because I think that understood the assignment. It translated the anime, made it live action, and it didn't do a one-to-one retelling because, mm. as you quite rightly said, Isaac, there's just not that time. Yeah. But they kept everything faithful to the original content. Mm. So uh, there, there was a lot to say about, you know, how people's hair look in anime versus if they were going to be a real person. And I think Ichigo looks as realistic as could be, you know, for a Japanese man with orange hair which is quite wild actually but they got everything right you know from the the, the stature the build he's got that main character hair man yeah nobody in his ha- else in his family was ginger well he's quite clearly dyed it yeah. but, but, but you know he's he, you know they kept everything faithful he's a tall man he he does come across as a delinquent. He gives me Yusuke vibes from Yu Yu Hakusho, basically. And I feel the live action captured that perfectly. I personally love Rukia's portrayal. And I know that a lot of people were down on her, but I think Rukia, not down on her, but I think they felt she didn't get enough. And I can see that. But I don't feel she steps into the center stage until the Soul Society arc anyway, if I'm, rem- if I'm um, remembering correctly. So I didn't have too much of a bone to pick there. But I think she was um, outstanding, really. I like how they've they've got the uh, the the height difference between the two right as well. Mm. Chad, I thought looked great. Ishida, I felt that's how Ishida would act in a real world situation. He would be a bit dorky. He would be a bit, you know, hiding around the corner, kind of. You clocked him before he even got introduced. Like, that's mm. how you know the casting is good. Because Besides, like, the directing and stuff, when casting isn't on point, you know it's 
not on point. Like, if the casting is, like, A1, you'll know who the character is before they've been introduced, before you've even, like, seen them head on in the camera. You'll just know from the presence that they bring to the role that this is the person, this is who's who. So, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I feel you can tell a lot through the casting choice when it comes to a film or a series. And, you know, you can tell when someone's giving a shit. And when it came to Bleach, that was definitely done. Byakuya, they've got little things, right? Like, the way his hair goes in front of his eye and the way they're in the little beads and stuff. Like, those are stuff. If I didn't see those, I'd be like, okay, whatever. They're going a different direction. But I feel like the director was like, no, you're having these on your hair. You're combing your hair this way. And I'm like, I love it. The director's a fanboy. That's why it's like, <laughs> we're going to do this and we're going to do it correctly, okay? No input, no creative license. We're sticking to the script. We're sticking to the source material. Done. Yeah, honestly, it felt like if you were to ask the director, so did you read the manga for Bleach to prepare for this movie? He'd go, again? Because I already read it like two weeks ago. So this is a bona fide fan. Can you tell us a little bit about Bleach? And then they'll sit you down and give you like episode... <laughs> bar by bar, blow by blow play of the whole series. And they'd be like, any more questions? <laughs> I also have the DLC. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, they couldn't go into the Soul Society arc. They couldn't go any further than that because they only had so much time. But I think what mm. they did was maximize their time very well. And I don't know if there is, you know, causa uh, causation or correlation, but uh, this was a Japanese production. And when it comes to Japanese and Korean production, they're very high. So a lot of care was taken in the film. It, uh, even the hollows, they look so good. I told the, you, the... I told you the animation, mm. yeah? When the animation is on point, ugh, and then the whole film's good, oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's rare, it's rare, but... Yeah, you're absolutely right. I should have watched it earlier. But okay. as Isaac said, it was a throwaway line that Isaac said earlier. But as soon as live action was attached, I was like, nah, I'm out. Because I've been burnt by, you know, the film that will not be named. I've been filmed burnt by Dragon Ball Evolution. There have been so many mediums where this should be a success. Live action Dragon Ball should be a success. Live action Avatar should be a success. But because, you know, they wanted to make a quick buck, they cut all the corners and, you know, you see this sloppy mess on the screen. It's doable. It's It just needs people to care enough. Yeah. Live action ad Avatar. I remember watching that in cinema, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I know, guys. I was a teenager, like... I went to the cinema on weekends. What are you going to do? But I'm pretty sure there's like a video of Dev Patel at like the premiere or some shit signing autographs. And he's like, do you like the film? And the person's like, he's like, yeah, it's a bit shit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> now, I might not be correct that that's for Avatar, but when I see that video, I'm like, yeah, he's an Avatar, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I feel like he, he should be in so much trouble for that, but I love it. Keep it real, man. Just keep it. it real. Yeah. No, Avatar was a weird one because that's a massive thing. And I have only just watched uh, like the the animated series like in the last year or so. Oh, dang. Oh, you watched the live action first. I watched the live action first. And good God, that was a Ooh. baptism of fire. I'll tell you something. No wonder I didn't want to watch it as a series. Yeah. It's like, oh, Jeez. Wow. 
No, I've seen what you have birthed. I do not want to see the parents. <laughs> there was that really glaringly obvious thing with the casting where there weren't that many like people of Asian origin. Like, Ang is not a little white boy. You can't tell me that he is. The people of the Water Tribe are not white. They are light-skinned. They are not white-skinned. And then the Fire Nation was just like, yeah, anyone from Southeast Asia, if you've got dark skin, you're the villains. It's like... Ooh, yeah. ah. Sounds like a certain word beginning of C was happening in this film. It wasn't good. It wasn't a good casting choice. I mean, like, Dev Patel was great. Like, he's a great actor. Like, so many actors in that are good, but it mm. was... It was glaringly obvious. Was he Zuko? He was Zuko. I know now that they're making a series of it, and when you're looking at the casting, you're like, this is this is better. This is much better. Clearly, there's a conscious decision to have people that are from specific races play these characters because these characters have the same racial history as these people. Like it makes sense. But that casting was also, the people who were the earthbenders, their powers sucked. Okay, this guy was doing all of the hand movements, and did it? He moved like one rock, and it moved like this. That is shit. Wow. They're like almost. I think earthbender is probably my favorite power, and that sucks to hear. It wasn't good. Like they were, they were doing twenty in a fifty zone. Like. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't working. That's really sad because it's blatant racism taking shape in a film that's very popular. In a film that is kind of like a discussion on racism and politics and war, and it's one of those like either you have to get correct yeah. because of the topics it discusses, both directly in and indirectly, politics and you know, all the social economic positions of everyone are discussed. The way the water kingdom is discussed versus the earth nation is, is very different. So I feel for them to get that wrong, that, that's got to be on purpose. That's not a lack of talent. I think that's a purpose, a, a, a propaganda message put on purpose the thing is with the director i found that his movies are either really really great or they are just like a complete swing and a miss so this was one that you would put in the swing and the miss category but you wouldn't put his whole filmography in that category you get one or the other and this one could have gone either ways and unfortunately it went that way Hmm. the budget Though. The rest of like the rest of like the I think it was the fire bending and the water bending I think was pretty good. Um, a lot of the stuff now that I can remember was pretty accurate. You could see like all the ships of the Fire Nation and stuff, and that kind of imagery was good. It set the scene in the way that I can now translate it back to the anime. But the casting was just not it. The one dark skinned person, and you're like they are the terrorists in this ah yeah it wasn't good damn 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 (laughs) a massive fan base and he was like uh you're not (laughs) you ain't gonna like what i got for you (laughs) 
So as we conclude, I want to ask each and every one here, whether you feel there is a need for live action, and if you do, what kind of content would you like to see turned into live action, whether it be a film or a series? Shall we go with Akira first? No. Yes. Is there a need for live action? Yeah. I feel like there's a need for more content. That's what I would like. I don't feel like it necessarily has to be live action. But if it is live action, you need to, as the people involved in these projects, look at what you're working with. Because Resident Evil, that has a massive fan base in terms of films and games. What you are pushing out as a project needs to be A1. You can't just mishmash everything together and like spaghetti at the wall, hoping it sticks. It's not going to work. You have the potential to do something great. So I'm not going to say don't do it again because I want another animated film, but you need to look at what you're working with. Casting, look at Bleach. They did it well. Animation, also look at Bleach. They did it well. Like, it's doable. So I want more stuff. I just don't want shit stuff. That's fair. If I'm in a pandemic for two more years, guys, (laughs) and you give me another film like this, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to invent the T-virus myself and come over there and sort it out. Oh, I mean, COVID's already halfway there, so you wouldn't have much more to do. <laughs> right, where's Akira? Well, she's outside. She's grown like a bunch of eyeballs and stuff. Like, she's not in a good place right now, guys. Literally. Have fun with that, Andy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm staring at the camera. Stars. Um, Andy's rescuing. <laughs> Isaac, how about you? I mean, obviously, stuff like One Piece has been announced to be going live action. Obviously, there's Uncharted. So mm-hmm. do you feel there's a market for live action? And if you believe so, what kind of stuff would you like to be shown on the uh, silver screen? Definitely a market. I can't believe you forgot this, but like um like I really enjoyed Flintstone back in the day. Um, I yeah. thought Casper was really good. Yeah, we've got some really good wholesome ones. There's also Space Jam. Oh my god, the Scooby Doo films. The Scooby Doo films, right? Yeah. Um in the and I feel yeah, like fine. we only have an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we don't get films like that anymore, um, which is a bit upsetting. Uh, and also, oh, you know what? I think sometimes there's too much ambition. Ambition's not bad. It means we we get good things, and some things have to crash and burn so other things can walk and run. Um, but you mentioned One Piece. That worries me so much because there are so many like unique and amazing abilities, and you know they're going to create some random devil fruit and not do it justice, um, which is again something that scares me. Like Luffy's rubber ability, like are they are they going to get the whip right? Because it's something so small, but it is a massive part of Luffy's arsenal. And even when I read the manga, I can hear that that whip that whoosh when like his arm goes flying are they gonna get those little bits right um but yeah i think there's a place for for live action if they get it right um and i mean honestly like there's the bar is so low that just give us some fives and sixes out of tens (laughs) and then eventually a nine will come out surely um yeah i think there's definitely a place for live action um just if you seen cowboy bebop uh netflix are really you know pushing to try and get some good live actions out there 
And uh, yeah, just get someone who knows the source material. Get someone who who knows the continuity. Just just get the right people in because I mean, one of the biggest, most successful live action series franchise, whatever, blah blah blah, is the MCU. And look how amazing that is. Ding ding ding. It can be yeah. done. I. I just want another Scooby Doo now that we've thought about it. <laughs> now that's that's what you need to aim for. If you're making a live action project, go mm-hmm. watch the Scooby Doo films. That's what we want. Yeah. We want that that quality. You, you can't say nothing wrong about that. You get that? You're good. They say well, you have to love what you do. You need to love the source material. Do you know that um two people actually did love the source material so much so that Fred. And Daphne are actually married in real life. Fred, as in Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar, married kids. Talk about method acting. This, oh. They got so into the role. They were just like, should we just get married? <laughs> Let's just carry this on. Let's like, be ready if there was a third film. I feel that there is a place for live action. There's definitely a market for it. But I feel the market is also ready for animated films to be in the spotlight as well, because a lot of this animated content is stuff that is so good that could be movies anyway. These are different mediums. These are different ways of telling stories, which is the actual thing that is being bought by people. This is how you get your fan bases. People are people fall in love with the stories that are told. So one example, Into the Spider-Verse, which I think is the best Spider-Man film that we've seen, that is an animated piece of content. That tells me that there is every chance of more Into the Spider-Verse, more stuff coming with that 2D animation style, which it would actually cost the industry less. And I think if you were to pull it into financials, I think Into the Spider-Verse made about 300, 400 million dollars. So there is definitely a market for animated stuff. If we look at Dragon Ball Super Broly, a film that did really well, people were talking about it for so long. We don't have to rely on Dragon Ball Evolution to be the gateway to the silver screen. It doesn't have to be that. You know, there is a way out of the ghetto, honestly. I think it did 122 million, something like that. And... For an animated film, that's really good. There's definitely room for more films like that. I know My Hero Academia is trying to do a thing there. Hopefully we can see more films do something there. I think One Piece did something as well. There is definitely a market for anime and for cartoons to actually just make the transition as smooth as possible. Yeah, like No Way Home is is, is smashing it. It's crushing Mm. it. MCU is by far the most successful live-action franchise right now. You're absolutely right, Isaac. I think they're at $1.5 billion now that they've made bank in just over a month. And there's no reason why with time, the animated side of things can do that. I think that's really what the focus should be going forward. Like with stories that can be told just as well in terms of like animated style as opposed to live-action, you're saving yourself a lot of money and you can just tell as good a story. Well, you mentioned that uh, Spider-Man um, into the Spider-Verse made three to four million. Uh, was that right or 
Is it million? Hundred, three, hundreds, three, oh, three okay. to four hundred cool. million. Right. They made about like three million. <laughs> three million. That's oh, uh, that is a loss. That's a failure. Yeah, it is a loss. <laughs> three. Okay, cool. I see what you mean now. So, with that, we throw it out to you, the comments, Twitter and Instagram. Hit us up on Streamcast underscore on those platforms and on TikTok. Let us know how you feel about live action. Do we need more live action films? Do we need more live action series? And what kind of content would you like to see make the jump, make the transition? You can follow us on Twitch Streamcast TV. If you're watching this on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, and tap the bell so you get every video as soon as it goes live. We also got a Patreon. Shout out to Spilt Milk Studios for being an official patron of ours. You can find out how to be one in the description so you can get exclusive content such as podcasts. But uh, that will do it. Until next time, please take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Stay safe. And we'll see you on the next Streamcast. <laughs>